0: Let's do this. Hello, hello, my gorgeous friends. Super stoked to be here with you today. And today I have brought on an amazing guest that I met on Instagram. So freaking rad the way that social media can really, truly help us meet people that we never would have met otherwise. And this beautiful mama her name is Hannah and she's got four kiddos and they are all 18 months apart. She's next month, her kiddos will be five and a half, four, (laughs) two and a half. And one, she's amazing. She's a slayer. And she is super passionate about helping mamas recognize that motherhood is a relationship. It is not the definition of who you are and helping mom's Release mom guilt and find more joy in the relationship of motherhood.
1: So, my friend Hannah, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Okay, wow, I'm like blown away by that intro, though. <laughs> that was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's you because you're amazing.
1: <laughs> I don't. I felt way cooler than I am when you when you said it all like that. So, thanks. Oh. Thanks for
0: having me here. Oh course my friend I'm so glad you could jump on okay so tell us tell us everything what what is it that you're passionate about tell us your your heart
1: okay so I feel like the best place to start is just kind of like going back to my journey into motherhood how I became a mom and like how that came about so I my husband and I had been married for a couple of years we, we were in college I was actually nearing graduation um, but I had plans I was a teacher I was planning to teach for a few years. And lo and behold, we found out we were pregnant. So it was not planned. It wasn't like we had decided we were going to start our family, you know, like it just kind of here we were with the positive pregnancy test. And, um, from the beginning, I wasn't super excited about that. Like I knew that I always wanted to be a mom someday that was always in my plan. It just wasn't, I didn't feel like I was ready for that stage yet. And so I was already pretty grumpy. And then I started feeling morning sickness and throwing up all the time and just feeling like overall pretty crappy. So emotionally, I wasn't great physically. I wasn't great. And then it just felt like every person that I came in contact with, you know, that found out I was pregnant just had these messages of fear, these messages of, um, hardship, these messages of just like Every, like over and over again, I just kept hearing the phrase motherhood is so hard. Motherhood is hard. Like this is going to be hard and say goodbye to your sleep and your marriage is never going to be the same. And traveling's out of the question and date nights are a thing of the past. And just like all of this negativity around motherhood. And because I was already in a really not great plight place, um, all of these messages, just like coming at me, got me to a really low point. Um, like every day, pretty much I was just crying and like asking my husband, his name is Steven, just asking Stephen, why do people even have kids? Like, why is this a thing? Why? Like all, all I hear is how awful they are and how annoying and how they change your life and this and in, in negative ways. And yet like people keep still having kids and why, like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And so I wrestled with that for a long time. And honestly, um, Dreaded the day that I would actually become a mom, quote unquote, and like have my baby. And it was never really something that I looked forward to. It was just kind of something that was like, well, I guess like you just have to do it. Like this is like what God wants me to do. And and you were pregnant while you were going through all of this. Wow. Yes. So
0: add the hormones.
1: Obviously, the hormones (laughs) were playing a big a big role. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so I. Dealt with that pretty much from the beginning. And so then finally, when Lydia, my daughter, she was born. And it was so interesting because right away when she was born, yes, a lot of what I was doing was hard. Like there were definitely hard things. It just like for some reason, having like motherhood, like it didn't feel like all those things I was doing were motherhood. Like I was doing a lot of things, but like they, they weren't motherhood. So I just kind of had this disconnect because, and, and thankfully I was able to, um, bond with her really quickly after she was born. I know a lot of women don't have that. Um, it takes a little bit longer to kind of form that bond. Do you feel like you did anything to
0: like create that bond or was it just um, a blessing? Not
1: necessarily. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just think that it was like it kind of put things in perspective, like, wow, even though, because before she was born, too, it was like, I don't get it. Newborns are like so worthless. They just sit there and they poop and they, you know, like I just, Bye. I didn't yeah. understand. Yeah, it was like they poop and they cry and they spit up. Like, it even Stephen and I joked before we were born, we're like, what if we just, like, like we'll, we'll just pretty much have to just survive the first year. And then once they're like a little bit older and they have a personality, like then it will be fun. You know, but like the first year is just kind of like the throwaway year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That sounds bad. But you know what I mean. No, yeah, totally. But I was so surprised like once she was born, I immediately did like, I don't know, I just had this special bond with her. And it was like I just cared about her so much. Granted, a lot of the things I was doing were hard. Like getting up lots of times in the night is hard. And Um, breastfeeding is hard and, um, not having time to myself as much is hard. And there were a lot of these things I was doing, but it was just so interesting how I was able to quickly see like, yeah, but lots of people don't get good sleep. And it's hard regardless of whether it's because there's a newborn involved or because you work a graveyard graveyard shift, right? Like it's, it's hard. And lots of people, um, have, I don't know. Just like all these challenges that I was facing, like, yes, they were hard, but to me, they weren't motherhood in and of itself. So I kind of like just thought about that a lot and was kind of figuring out like, okay, what, then what is motherhood? Like, is it the love that you have? And like, I kind of thought that might be for a while. Meanwhile, when I was pregnant with Lydia and I was having all these negative messages thrown at me from lots of different sources just about motherhood there were a few specific sources that I had that brought me peace like okay this isn't going to be the worst thing in the world even though it felt like most of the things were telling me it was Um, and there were a couple of Instagram accounts specifically that were like gave me that little glimmer of hope that was like Mm -hmm. Yeah. These people show like motherhood isn't a walk in the park all the time. Like there are definitely challenges, but these people genuinely seem to love their kids. Mm -hmm. And so once I came to a good place with, with my motherhood quote unquote, I was like, I want to be that for other people. If I can be willing to show, yeah, it's not glamorous and you know, there's it's messy and it's this and that but it's also beautiful and I love it anyway so I kind of started just sharing on Instagram and I still was just like trying to formulate the language of like how do I define motherhood like is it love is it this is it that and finally um to be honest I'm not exactly sure how I came to the realization it might have been from someone else I know that there's actually a TED talk that I have seen now but I, I don't remember if I saw it at the time anyway um talking about motherhood as a relationship. And last year and Dr. Julie Hanks, I know talks about this as well. It's her Ted talk anyway. Um, last year it just really clicked. I'd had my fourth kid and, um, it was in the middle of the pandemic where I felt like, you know, all of our normal resources were just kind of like cut off at that point because everything was in chaos. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was the first time that I really felt in over my head. I guess you could say Mm -hmm. I'd always, as Steven and I had decided to have our kids close together, I'd always just said in my mind, like, okay, whenever I need help, I'll get help and that will be okay. You know? And I didn't know if that help would be in the form of childcare or cleaning or, you know, whatever but I just always knew like, okay, when I need help, I'll get help because I don't want to be someone who starts like resenting their kids or that kind of thing, because that was really important to me to just keep like a very healthy mental space. Well, then the pandemic happened (laughs) and a lot of those, like I said, a lot of those normal resources that you have are just felt no longer like an option and so one day Steven was working from home and um he came downstairs and he could just tell I was just like having a really hard time and so he was like I'll take the kids I'll take the rest of the day off why don't you just like go on a drive and um take some time so I did I drove to the mountains we live not far from the mountains (laughs) and um I just drove and I just journaled. I finally, you know, found a campsite or whatever and I just started journaling and I realized that like I had just totally I mean, I have 4 kids under 5 at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And um I was just all consumed. And so that's when I finally was like, okay, if motherhood is a relationship, like I'm spending literally every second of every day with my children because of the pandemic, we don't go anywhere. We don't do anything. And my relationship with them is the worst that it has ever been. Mm-hmm. So right now, so what can I do just kind of like going back to like that basic level, if motherhood is relationship, what does my life need to look like so that my relationship with my kids can flourish, can excel, can strengthen, can be the best that it could be. And in that day in the woods, it was like, I need to have some time to myself. (laughs) I need to have some time to be able to develop myself so that my relationship with my children can improve. Mm -hmm. So I decided, um, I wanted to get a nanny that was just going to come, you know, 10 to 15 hours a week. And I wanted to feel like I was using that time in a way. Like I wanted to be able to feel, feel like I was paying for, you know, that expense, which, that's kind of a side, side step, but like, I don't think women should necessarily need to feel like they need to, if like pay for their own nanny, because that's a family expense. And anyway, we can talk about that again in the end, but I did feel like I wanted to be able to be contributing financially. So I've had kind of a hobby photography for photography business for years. Um, and so I decided to kind of take that, as to start treating it like an actual business rather than just a hobby. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, I'll have a nanny come and then I'll start building up this photography business. And I kind of rebranded it to be more for businesses and anyway. Um, and so that's what I did. And it's amazing how I just felt like God led me every single step of the way. Um, I always felt like being a quote unquote stay at home mom was like the noblest thing that I could do or like the most important thing I could do. And I'm, and I'm, I totally love and respect that job. Like that's the thing though. We just have to remember like being a stay at home mom is a job just Mm -hmm. like anything else is a job. Mm -hmm. I was a stay at home mom. And like I said, my relationship with my kids wasn't great. And honestly, I wasn't even spending a whole lot of time with them. Like Mm -hmm. I was so absorbed in, you know, doing all of the household things. It wasn't like I was intentionally finding time to sit down and play with them. And so for me, I have found like having a little bit of separation, like having work time where I work on my business, which has changed now. I'm actually not doing a lot of photography very much anymore. I can talk about that later. Um, And then, so having time to work on my business, having time to work on my house, but then also like actually carving out time. That's just time to hang out with my kids. Like I didn't do that before. And I'm not saying you couldn't as a stay at home mom. Um, I just have found for me, having that separation has really helped my relationship with myself, (laughs) just like my mental health, my marriage, my kids, everything has improved. And so I think that that is something that I I would urge women to visit is like, okay, you're a stay at home mom. That's awesome. Why are you a stay at home mom? What does that look like for you? Can you create some work-life boundaries? Like stay at home mom is just a job, just like anything else. So like, okay, the dishes, if they're not done at 7 PM, great. You can do them tomorrow. (laughs) You know, just like anybody else who has a normal nine to five, like they don't expect to get everything done. They clock out, right? They just say, okay, there's more that I can do tomorrow. And yet as stay-at-home moms, we don't allow that for ourselves. And so I think that that is something that, um, a lot of women could really use is just like kind of creating these boundaries, obviously, you know, you're still going to have to put your kids to bed and maybe get up with them in the night. or like those types of things, but those things are more, you're doing that because of the relationship with your kids and not because of household
0: things. Oh, totally.
1: And if I could just
0: interject for like a second, I just, I have like all the thoughts reeling in my head and I could not like, amen, 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 sister, amen. Like I cannot agree with everything you're saying more. And I feel like there's, I know growing up, I, I literally dressed up like on career day or whatever, as a mom, like I wanted to just be a mom. Right. And then I also, I was a kindergarten teacher. And then I knew as soon as I I was done teaching kindergarten and I got pregnant, I knew I wanted to stay at home, but then I like, I had my son. And for me personally, the hardest transition, so many people are like, oh yeah, if you can have three kids, you can have five. If you have four kids, you can have 10. If you have two, you know, like everybody says something different about like, once you reach this level of children, you can have yep. as many as you want. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have three, mine are four, two, and one. And, um, but for me personally, the hardest transition was not from one to two. It was not from two to three. It was from zero to one and just, okay. I'm not a teacher anymore but that's what i went to school for for 5 years i wanted to be a kindergarten teacher for a long time i love my students i love these people i love teaching people to learn and write and read i love being the most important human in this person's life right i love my my coworkers i love the people that i work with i love having this purpose and passion and now all of a sudden i'm home by myself up late in the night, breastfeeding, not feeling like myself, my body looks different. Everything feels different. Right. And now like we've outgrown our space. I, we went from two incomes to one. Now we need to move into a house because we have a child now and our tiny little basement apartment isn't going to fit the three of us anymore. And you know, just all these changes that come from like, all right, it's time to be a mom. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough as moms and we don't talk about how, like, it's okay (laughs) if you've wanted your whole life, if, if you're like you, Hannah, and like, you know what? I I know I want to be a mom, but I just wasn't ready. Or if you're like me where you're like, no, I'm ready to be a mom, but holy crap. I didn't expect it to be this hard. Right. And, and it's okay to give yourself the permission to one, do exactly like you said, and exercise and practice that self-care. But two, there's been so many people that I've talked to recently that are in that empty nester stage now where they're going, or they're about to enter that empty nester stage and their kids, you know, their oldest, their, their kids are close. Like ours are close. And all of a sudden, like, One minute they have four kids at home and then the next minute, like four or five years later, they're going to be gone, right? And there's just been some beautiful conversations around like, okay, well now what? Like, what does your marriage look like? Is that still a priority? Do you still have a relationship with your spouse or has it just turned into complete a hundred percent motherhood, right? Have you lost yourself? Do you know who you are when you're not cleaning up spills and doing dishes and doing laundry and folding laundry and cleaning up another spill and getting the 700 millionth snack for the day and making dinner and making breakfast and making lunch and grocery shopping and vacuuming and dusting and bathrooms and toilets. And you know what I mean? Like it, the list never ends. And, and, and then, okay, what happens when they're gone? What happens when your house actually does stay clean and you don't have to clean up? a million and a half messes. And what happens, what happens then? Do you still know who you are? And I think exactly like you said, giving yourself the permission now, when you're in that early stage of motherhood, where it just feels like more than you can handle, giving yourself the permission to go to the gym, to go take pictures for people, To go to an art class or a dance class, or to just do whatever makes your heart
1: develop yourself really in any way, yeah,
0: yes, and and whatever lights your soul on fire, and and also people who are like me to give yourself permission to stay at home and do what lights your soul on fire. I personally, I coach people in their health and fitness, but I don't have to go anywhere. So mm-hmm. I do get to work from home, but it still lights my soul on fire. And there's, there's been so many times where I personally am like just enveloped in mom guilt. Cause it's like, well, you're home. You should be coloring or crafting or outside together or teaching them something or learning with them. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it's okay for them to play independently. Like it's okay for my That's the reason I gave my son a sibling (laughs) so that he wants someone to play with, right? And so that it wasn't constantly just me, 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 me. And I think sometimes like no matter what it is that makes our own hearts light up, we just need to give ourselves permission to embrace that as.
1: And I think a big piece of that, well, a big piece that helps that is because a lot of women feel selfish, right? When they try to do that. But when you think about when you are, when you feel fulfilled, like when you are meeting your own needs, think about what that does for your relationships, right? Mm -hmm. You are able, those relationships are able to flourish and expand when we are not meeting our own needs, when we are suffering, what do you think that's doing to our relationships? You know, like that's not a healthy place for our children to be with us because we are not taking that time away from them, you know, mm-hmm. to really develop our own
0: selves. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I could not agree more. And right now I'm doing um, 75 hard and I go on a walk every morning at 4 a.m., Um, I'm, I'm an early morning person. I go to bed by nine. I like, I like the mornings, but I know like sometimes that guilt tries to creep in and like, you're seriously going to go on a walk by yourself for 45 minutes. But when I come home, my son's awake. He's an early bird too. He wakes up by like five 30. It's fine. That's the reason I have to wake up so early. One of the reasons, (laughs) but he's up by five 30. And when I get home from my walk, he's like, mom and he's so happy to see me and I'm so happy to see him because I just like got to spend 45 minutes by myself (laughs) and I got to listen to whatever I wanted to listen to and I didn't have to listen to Baby Shark for the 400 millionth time right or whatever (laughs) it is I got to listen to my personal development that I love to listen to, or I got to listen to my, the podcast that I love, and I didn't have 400 interruptions in like whatever. Right. And when I get home, I just feel so like, <laughs> I feel so good. Right. And then I'm ready for those 400 snacks and the like, help me change. And Oh my gosh, I'm, I need help and I need help and I need help. And please come wipe my bum and whatever, all the things that like, and when I don't take that time for myself, it's like, holy cow, momster is like yeah. raging. <laughs> totally.
1: We've all been there.
0: Love, <laughs> oh, yeah, But no, I love that. Okay. So talk to us more about, um, I know you said like in your, what you were talking about with photography and like making your hobby, your business and stuff, you were like, I can come back and talk about
1: this later. So tell us about that. Okay. So I mentioned, I, I launched my business in October. Um, and it will, it's vertical tan photo, which specializes in helping women entrepreneurs, taking photos for women entrepreneurs, like for their websites or social media or whatever. And I still do that a little bit, but it's kind of evolved. So now, um, I'm just like really passionate about helping moms basically really internalize this, um, really internalize motherhood as relationship. Once I had this kind of like epiphany of like, okay, this is what I need to be doing on Instagram. I need to be spreading this message immediately I started, you know, shouting it from the rooftops essentially, and just like trying people, trying to help people. And for, and it does help a lot of people hearing me talk about it. I've just learned over, you know, the last six, eight months of doing this, that a lot of people, for some people hearing it, isn't quite enough. Um, they really need it broken down in a very personalized, individualized way. So I actually now, um, Kind of teach classes, I call them boot camps. So, I teach boot camps on how to help women really internalize this. And, um, it's a four week boot camp, anyway. Um, I well, tell us about it, tell us yeah. about it. So, I, I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to be launching my next one, but if anybody is interested on my website, you can get on the wait list, it's just freckledhand.com. Um, but basically, it's a four week boot camp, and we talk about Basically, separating motherhood from stay at home mom, finding those boundaries, figuring out what that looks like for each person individually. Um, And then we talk about parenting strategies in how to strengthen, like how to parent while strengthening the relationship that you have with your kids. So, just strategies that I have found um, from immense reading, lots of different parenting books um, about how to just like keep the relationship at the forefront as you are teaching your children, especially young children. And then, um, one of the weeks is on separating basically exactly what you said in the introduction. I wish I could even remember how you phrased it, but, um, how relationship our relationship as moms is a part of who we are. It's not, what did you say? It's not remember. our identity. Yeah. It's like, it's not. So basically separating the identity of who we are from our relationships a main one being mothers. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah. And then we just kind of talk about individual struggles or needs that the women in the boot camp have and ways that we can all support each other in getting past those. So it's, it's so fun. Um, I, it's like one of those things where it just, when it all kind of came together, it was just like, wow, this is what God has been preparing me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel so passionately about it. And because I really feel like I can help women on such a personal level and um honestly like some of the people have said like it completely eliminated mom guilt for them like they don't even have mom guilt anymore which like that just warms my heart because i feel like if more women like how how much of a better world would we live in if all of the women could have strengthening relationships with their kids and let go of the mom guilt that is takes up so much energy and is so unnecessary.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's just draining. It really is. is. And I, I had an experience just this last week of, of exactly what I said before, just sometimes when I'm it's, it's so annoying and also interesting to me, but like anytime I'm doing something productive like this right now, like doing my podcast, I have, it takes a village, right? Like I had, I had to drop my son off early for his preschool drop-off friend, whatever. And then I have uh, one of the young women in my neighborhood watching my two girls because my husband is growing his business. He can't stay home and help me anymore. And it's been in the past, like, oh yeah, I don't I I don't feel any mom guilt at all doing my podcast because guess what? (laughs) My husband is hanging out with them and they deserve time with their dad. But now, in the last two weeks, since he's been like trying to grow his thing, and he needs five workdays instead of only four, all of a sudden it's like, argh, like uh, the mom guilt in my heart and in my head is just like raging, and it's been like, stop it, like, and I can I can really feel like, like it really is the adversary, like trying to keep me small and trying to keep the message in my mouth, and keep it in my heart and not not let it out, right? And when, when we can normalize it and when we can talk about it and when we can have a place to share about it. And that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, not because I am perfect at mom guilt or because I've overcome it, but because I want to help moms overcome it and I need help overcoming it. Right. And yeah. I love, I love your message. I love everything you're sharing. And I really think the other day, I, I, I got a I I got a taste of that, of like. Oh, is this what it feels like to like, not feel guilty? It was so nice. (laughs) It was so nice to just like, yeah, my kids are having fun and I don't feel guilty at all. And I feel like the, the more, I feel like it's like a muscle, right? Yeah. The more we work it and the more we try and the more we journal it out, like you said earlier, the more we speak it out to people we love and trust, the stronger we get. And, and the more we can like, just a woman who loves herself is easy that, yeah. to love, right? And when we can love ourselves and give ourselves the grace that we're already enough, exactly as we are, then we don't feel like we need to be perfect in every single way because we are already enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. One thing I think that helps too in just remembering and like really internalizing the motherhood as a relationship thing is that like dads, most dads work out of the house, you know lots of hours. And what is their relationship with their kids? Like, well, it's all over the board. Some dads work a lot and they have an amazing relationship with their kids. Some dads don't. Right. So clearly it's just about the intentionality of that relationship. It doesn't have to do necessarily with the number of hours that those dads spend with their kids. Mm. It has to do with the you know, when they are with those kids, how are they, what are their interactions like? Mm
0: -hmm. Quality over quantity, yeah.
1: Yeah, and like for moms, because motherhood, we, as a society, like we have built motherhood into so much more than it actually is. We have so much harder of a time separating that. But when you can see like, oh, it's possible for a dad to have a really good relationship with their kids and yet not be with them all the time. Oh, maybe that's possible for moms too. Mm-hmm. And just like allowing ourselves that that outlook of like, okay, I can have a really great relationship with my kids, even if I'm away from them two hours, three hours, four hours, heaven forbid, eight hours, you know, a day. Because there are lots of ways that I can nurture that relationship when I am home. What can we do together? Can we spend 20 minutes coloring? Can we go to the park together? You know, because like it's it's not like when we are home and with them we're doing that all day anyway.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Totally. Well, and I feel like one of the people, one of the moms that I love and admire and who is actually a huge stepping stone in me even starting this podcast, she she works a rockin' business and she starts her mornings super early like me, 4.20. And then she does her own like self-care routine stuff. And then she works from like six, seven o'clock-ish in the morning until like one o'clock in the afternoon. And she has a nanny girl that comes and she's home. So she can like be there in case there's like any major drama or whatever, but she's in her office for like, four to six hours a day, Monday through Thursday. But then when one o'clock hits, okay. I did everything I needed and wanted to do. And now it's just time to be mom. And then from one o'clock until eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night, when their kids go to bed, she is like focused and present and intentional. And they go places and they go to their cabin and they go boating and they have fun time and they go to parks and they go to like, whatever they, or they stay home and they, and they just hang out and they color and they <laughs> wrestle or they race down their hallway crab walking. You know, it's just like it's I I admire her so much because she's given herself the grace of like, I have this passion, I love this, it makes me happy, it fills me up. This is what I do Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. till 1 p.m. And then I can show up as the best mom because I am already so fulfilled,
1: right? And I, I love that. I am going to call out one thing that you said though, because I do think it's an important distinction. Yeah. Tell me. Um, And that is because you said she works and then she can, and then she's a mom and that we're still a mom, even when we're not with our kids. Cause I think a lot of people do feel that way where they're like, Oh, well, you know, like if I'm not there, I'm not the mom. And it's like, no, you're always the mom. Like you are always, always the mom. And that's where kind of separating the things that we do from the relationship is so important. So like changing diapers, for example, like I have two kids in diapers and for a little while I had three kids in diapers. Right. So like a lot of my time was spent like changing diapers. If someone else changed all the diapers, would they be the mom? No, I'm still the mom. Like if someone else makes meals for my kids, if someone else sweeps the floor and that's kind of how I like make that differentiation. Like if you can outsource it, then it's not motherhood because really the only thing that's motherhood is that relationship. And like, you can't like, if you've outsourced the relationship, then there is no relationship anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, yes, we do a lot of these things, for the sake of the relationship sure but like if Steven and I go on a trip for a week and someone else does everything for my kids did they become the mom at that point no because that relationship is so much bigger than those things that we're doing like over time those things add up and build into the relationship yes but changing the diapers feeding making the meals doing the laundry those things are just things that we're doing the relationship is how we are nurturing our children does that make sense oh yeah and that was
0: like light bulb moment in my head (laughs) (laughs) no and i mean that totally makes sense because i think i i had a guest on last week who talked about like how she had quadruplets. She had two kids and then quadruplets and Bless her. She, I know. Right. And she, um, her, her oldest is 19. Now her quadruplets are 16, but she just talked about how someone else gave her back that power. Exactly. Like you just said, like, you're the mom, you know, you know, what's best for them. Right. And, and you have this intuition for them that no one else really has. And I love, I love what you just said, like, just because someone's changing their bum or just because someone else is giving them a snack or just because a housekeeper comes in and helps me clean my house or just because my husband does the dishes instead of me today, that doesn't take away my role as their mom. Right. And that like, I, I just want to like hug you. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a huge light bulb moment for me. So I, I guess my question is like, you keep saying like motherhood is a relationship and you talked to, you referenced that Ted talk and, and, but I've never seen it. And I'm guessing a lot of my listeners have never seen it either. So will you like, just define that when you say like motherhood is just a relationship, like put that into like common lingo for us
1: yeah well I mean when you think of a relationship like let's not talk about it referring to motherhood let's just say like a marriage like what makes that relationship a relationship just
0: connection um talking spending time together and it can obviously vary to varying degrees. Sometimes it's like we go on vacations together. Sometimes it's, we go on date night every once in a while. Sometimes it's that like we haven't been on a date
1: in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know, It and flows, right? Like sometimes you have a lot of time and energy you can put towards it and other weeks, maybe not so much, but then you kind of, you know, make up for it later. Like there, you always want to have some level of effort that you're putting into that relationship, but as other things are, you know, coming, it kind of, you have more time and more energy that you can be putting towards that. And it's, it's a give and take, right? Like you serve and they serve you and you help them. And you know, there are different things that you're doing. So if we think about that and just apply that to our children, it's the same. Like we teach our children, they teach us, we serve them. They serve us. Like we are granted when they're little, there's not as much that they can do. Like, you're not going to expect the same reciprocation, um, from a three-year-old in the relationship as you are from your spouse in the relationship, right? It's a little bit different, but the principles are the same. Like there's that level of, I actually got to um, be on Julie Hank's podcast a few months ago, and um, I asked her, like, how do you measure the quality or how do you measure the success of your relationship as a mother? When, when you're not, you know, judging it on the cleanliness of your house or the, put togetherness of your children or, you know, all these other like metrics that people use. And the definition that she had was the quality and strength of the emotional connection, which I loved. So that's how we are. That's how we are in tune with our children is we are constantly taking inventory of what is the quality and strength of my emotional connection with my kids. And, you know, when you have multiple kids, it's, again, it's going to ebb and flow. Like some weeks, one kid is going to need you a little bit more than the others, or you're going to feel a little bit more disconnected with another. And, and that's where we're so grateful that we can pray and know like, okay, I'm having a hard time connecting with this child right now. Like, what can I do to increase that connection and, um, just taking the time and like, it doesn't have to be, I mean, Little kids, especially like 20 minutes, can make the entire difference in the world if you can just have 20 minutes to put towards that solid connection.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. And it, it reminds me, I'm actually going through this course right now with a guest that I had on a few weeks ago, Brad Bizjack, and he talked about like the values that you have. And he talked about like so many times, and I, I spoke up and he kind of coached me through it. And he, I said, like, I feel loved when I can spend 15 minutes with my kids, when I can snuggle them, when they listen to me on the first try, when, um, when they help me and serve me through like cleaning up the playroom and I don't have to ask them 400 million times. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Bryn, like, just listen to what you just said. Like, holy Kazoli, it takes so much effort for you to feel loved. What if instead you celebrated the or moments? I feel loved when I take time to snuggle the kids and it's in my control. I feel loved when I, make time to listen to them, not just with my ears, but with my eyes on their level, right? I feel love and connection when I sit down and have a snack with them on the kitchen floor, that's in my control, right? And it doesn't have to be this and, 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 and situation that is all placed on other people. They have to do this and they have to do this and they have to do this and they have to do this in order for me to feel that love and connection. What if I give myself back that power and I feel love and connection when I do this or this or this or this, right? And it's, I mean, it's only been like two days since he taught me that, but I I can already feel. And I think that's where that like, Oh my gosh, is this what it feels like to be released from mom? (laughs) guilt, Right. And I I,
1: love that.
0: Yeah. And that, that piece of like the quality and strength of your emotional connection. And I, I preach the same thing, like 15, 20 minutes of quality time and just that emotional connection, it, it changes everything. Right. And so anyways, I just felt like, that needed to be shared. So, no,
1: I love that insight yeah, that is so, yeah. Like we need to be taking that control back on ourselves and not giving that control to a a two or (laughs) three-year-old because they don't know what to do with that control. They're not capable of that. So yeah, I love that owning our, I don't know how you worded it, but you, you said it perfectly. (laughs)
0: Well, and I, I feel like too, like, I'm hopefully I'm not the only one, but there have definitely been times when, like, my emotional state is completely dependent on my children. If they're yeah. listening to me, I'm happy. If they're not listening to me, I'm grumpy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and just, and I've heard it said so many times that like, you can't give, like you just said, you can't give the two or three-year-old the power to dictate your emotional state. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's all fine and good, but like, how, how do <laughs> I do that? Right. And I think that is the key. Just, I feel love and connection when I am patient with my kid, I feel love and connection. I feel like a rocking mom when I X, Y, Z. XYZ. And just figuring out your own values as a mom and then celebrating ourselves
1: when we do it, right? So. And I think it comes back to the idea that like parenting is all about us. It's about our behavior. It's about our reactions. It's so much less about our children, even though we think that it is, you know, like we judge our parenting or other people's parenting off of the child's behavior. And that's not at all what the, what parenting is about. Parenting is about the parent. It's about our reactions, our ability to cope <laughs> and, um, teach that model that for our children so that they can hopefully someday do the same. Totally. Oh, okay. I feel
0: like so much lighter <laughs> and I can tell already that this is going to be something that I go back and listen to over and over and over again. Cause I, like you said, like your people who've worked with you, like mom guilt is like completely gone, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, like if you can help me in like 45 minutes, like oh my gosh, it makes me want to look into your boot camp <laughs> to, to help yeah. me get over it. So, anyways, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to share with us? Leave with
1: us. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let me just think really quick. If there's one more thing, um, tell us your Instagram handle too. Oh yeah. On Instagram, you can find, find me at freckled hand. A lot of people think I say ham, like a pig, <laughs> but it's ham, like my name, Hannah, and I have freckles. So freckled Han. um, and t- 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 yeah, you can. I also have my website freckledhan.com, If that's easier to remember, and that's primarily where you can find me right now. It's just Instagram. Instagram is where I hang out most of the time. Cool. I love it.
0: Anything else you want to share with us final thoughts or
1: Um yeah, good question. Let's see. Well, I guess one more thing is just that like another in my mind understanding that motherhood as a relationship is just so powerful because not only can does it really have the ability to eliminate mom guilt, it also makes the quote unquote mommy wars or like the the mommy shaming or whatever, totally irrelevant because when we give everybody that power of like motherhood as a relationship, then we understand how relationships are so personal and we can trust that everyone is doing what's best for their relationship. For some women that might be working outside of the home for some women that might be working part-time in the home for some women that might be a stay at home mom as a job title, you know, for some women, breastfeeding might strengthen that relationship for other people, bottle feeding might strengthen that relationship. And just understanding that like, we, it's irrelevant to us. Like we just need to be focused on our relationship with our kids and trusting that everyone else is making those calls for whatever is the best for their relationship and giving ourselves permission that that can change, you know, like what, what might be strengthening for my relationships right now might change as my kids get older. And that's okay too. Just always keeping in mind that strength and emotional connection with my kids and having that be a conversation that I'm having with them, with Steven, with God, and just making sure that I'm always mindful and also allowing for the idea that it will ebb and flow. Like there will be times where I feel like I need to put a little bit more time into my business. And there will be times where my kids really need me. And that's okay too, to just always, to not get so fixated on the relationship in the the day to day, but think of the relationship as, you know, months and years and decades. And you think about your relationship with your mom now and what that looks like, as opposed to when you were at home, like it's totally different and that's okay. Like it's meant to be that way because as we grow and and develop and our children do um, we have different needs. And so there's always different ways to meet those needs. And there's a million ways to meet those needs. It's just a matter of what we feel is the best for that situation at the time.
0: I love that. I could listen to you forever. And (laughs) one of the things that when you were talking that came to my mind is um, I work with a lot of coaches right now to help me just improve my mindset and my growth. And um, one of my one- my one-on-one mentor he was talking to me last week about the the idea that of <laughs> balance like you just said like there are ebbs and flows and i feel like so many of us we're chasing balance and if you think about something that's balanced it literally means stagnation like if something is balanced there can be no movement mm. positive or negative right like if something is balanced, it is literally at a standstill. And if anything moves or tips or whatever, it's going to be off balance again, right? And if you think of like, even when you're walking, the concept of walking, if you want to make progress and go forward, you have to be off balance. That's, if you're yeah. sitting there balanced, right? You're literally standing still. And, and so I think so many times, as moms, like you just said, like, I have to give every child equal time. I have to give my spouse equal time to my kids or else they're going to feel neglected. I have to give my kids equal time to my myself or to my job or whatever. And then there's just, there's just no way. Like there's just no way <laughs> and so if we can just give ourselves the grace the grace mamas to like it is okay to be off balance and if you're off balance that's that means you're making progress hmm. you're, that means you're moving forward that means that something is growing and is is something else maybe you know fallen by the wayside yeah it is but guess what you're gonna pick up that foot in just a sec. And, and keep it moving forward too. Right. And I just, I love that imagery. And I love that, that thought process. It just really has helped me to like, give myself permission that, you know what, today I need some self-care. You know what, tomorrow I know this kid is going to need me. You know what, the next day I know Blake, my husband is going to need me the next day. It's a really rocking hard business day because my team needs me. Right. And Anyways, I just wanted to share that real quick. So yeah, man, alive, lady, this was so dang good. And it was funny <laughs> to all you listeners out there that Hannah and I have had to reschedule. <laughs> I can't, I don't even know. I kind of lost track. <laughs> and, um, and I knew like, cause I've talked to you about this before, right? Like to expect opposition when you're doing something good or something big. And I, I just knew like when, <laughs> today, I was like, oh my gosh, like this episode had better be freaking good because Satan <laughs> is trying really hard <laughs> to get us to not talk. And, um, and clearly like if, if this changes nobody else's life, you've changed mine. And I literally feel so light right now. So thank you. Beautiful. You're welcome. You're okay. Amazing. I'm
1: sorry, but I do have one more thought, but I know. Sure. Share. Yes. Sure. I know we're out of time, no, um, but right. this is just something that, kind of occurred to me recently it goes back to like separating our relationships from who we are um i don't know if you saw there was like this viral post on instagram that was like god created the crafty moms to inspire beautiful birthday parties and god created the." do you remember that i don't i didn't see it anyway it was like god created all these different types of moms and like they all have their different strengths and so stop trying to be the type of mom that you're not meant to be was basically what it was which like i appreciate the sentiment The part that I had a hard time with is just that like all of the talents were like directly to tied to motherhood. So it's like, God created crafty moms. God created tidy moms. God created, uh, let's see, funny moms got, you know, all these things. And it was like, when I read that, I was like, but no, God didn't create me as a mom. He created me as a soul. He gave my soul these you know, talents and abilities and whatever. And I can use these things in motherhood. Absolutely. I think that he meant for me to use these things in motherhood. I don't think he meant for me to limit these things to motherhood only, right? Like if I have this talent of creativity, then yes, I should absolutely use that in my relationship with my kids, with my spouse, with my friends. I should also use that in my business and in this and you know, whatever. And anyway, so I've just kind of been having this thought and then it really hit home with me. I'm not sure what um, percent of your audience is members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but for those who are, um, I was reading my patriarchal blessing, which is kind of like a, a blessing that talks about my spiritual gifts from God. And it was so interesting to me how only two sentences in this, you know, six paragraph blessing referred to me as a mother. The rest of the blessing was about me as a person and the spiritual gifts that I have been given. And I believe that I was meant to use those spiritual gifts to improve the world in countless ways. And motherhood is a huge way. Yes. I don't want to undermine that because I do believe I have a huge, um, impact and role in the role that I can play for my kids. I just want to remind us all that we are so much more our spirits are so designed with all of these different talents that I think that we can use to improve the world in you know a myriad of different ways and we should always be thinking and praying about ways that we can be using those in inside our home and outside of our home as well
0: I want to drop the mic right now (laughs) (laughs) pretend I just did. Cause holy cow, I cannot, I could not agree more with that. And I'm the same way. And my blessing as well, it's, it talks about, um, like two sentences are, are referring to motherhood. And, um, and I, one of my favorite quotes is I was sent here to change the world, not to let the world change me. And, does that, you know, influence my three beautiful souls that are in my home? Yes, it does. But the world is so much bigger than just my three beautiful souls that are in my home. And, and if I can be an example to them of stepping into my light, then it gives them permission to step into theirs as well. Right. And, um, I love everything you said. Oh my gosh, this was so dang good. So Thank you, thank you, thank you, Hannah, for coming on. This is it was so good. And for those of you who want to find her one more time, Freckled hand on Instagram. So just at Freckled or freckledhand.com. Cool. All right, my friends. Thank you, thank you for tuning in with us. And I hope, like me, you just feel lighter and you just feel so empowered to just create that beautiful quality connection, emotional connection, that love. I can't remember how exactly you said it. I wrote it down quality and strength of the emotional connection. Just if you can feel empowered to just improve that the quality and strength of the emotional connection you have with your kiddos every day and recognize that even if other people help you with the tasks, you are still the mom and you're amazing. You are amazing. So I love you, my friends. I will see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids. Remember that you are doing better than you think you are. Remember to lean on your village. Remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do, but someone you raise. And always remember to give yourself grace. This was written, this was written, this was written.